Transplant. I am your host, Selene Dracos, aka The Queen's Kid. And I am Rachel Summers. I am The Transplant. Yeah, this is a podcast where I, as a person who's always lived in New York and someone who's not from New York, come together and discuss our experiences. Now, before we get into today's episode, uh, I just think we need to do a little bit of housekeeping. So just to let everybody know, our last episode of the season will be coming out on May 22nd. Afterwards, we're going to take a very short break, and mm-hmm. between seasons, we're going to present some bonus episodes Ooh, for you. Bonus. Yeah, little episodes that don't have as much structure as our normal episodes do. So there's no set schedule for that. We will let you know when one comes out. Um, we'll let you know. We'll post it on Instagram. Yes. And then we'll be back with a whole new season on September in September something. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. um that's something to to mark your calendars for it. Cancel all of your plans uh yeah. so that you can prepare for this. So, yeah. Exactly. But we have a very exciting uh episode to talk about. We do. Because so we so we talked about Brooklyn, we talked about Queens, we talked about Manhattan. Now we're venturing to the only other borough because Staten Island doesn't count. What's a Staten Island, Rachel? I don't know. I just made that up. Huh. I've gone crazy. Now I'm making things up. Oh, no, Rachel. <laughs> we can't do this again. Uh, but, um, yeah, so now we're talking about the Bronx. Woo! And we're talking about Little Italy and the Belmont area. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, there are two Little Italys in New York. There's one in Lower Manhattan, and then there's the far superior one on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Yes. And, um... I, it had always been on my list of things I wanted to do in New York uh, to go because I'd heard a lot about it. And then Selene and I, we actually went last year. Um, yeah. That was kind of like Selene had the idea for the podcast. And then I was like, you know, we've both been really wanting to go. Let's go. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about our experience we had there. But as as always, we're going to first talk about a little bit of history. Uh, Selene, yeah. would you like to start us off? Sure thing. So... This is this is a fairly short history section to be honest cuz Little Italy in the Bronx is a is a fairly small place. So, the first thing we know about Little Italy in the Bronx, you know, once it started once the US started being colonized was that it was mostly like everything else we have talked about. <laughs> Farmlands, farmlands. Yes, I think it's almost if you're interested in the history of New York, it's basically the settlers came to Lower Manhattan and everything else was farmland. And then slowly it was no longer farmland. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, In 1792, the first tobacco company in New York City opened in that area. Yeah, and it seems like the family who owned that tobacco company, the Laurie, Laurillard. It's a French name. Um, Laurillard. Laurillard. Laura, let's just say Laurillard for. Yeah. Yeah. For it ease. seems like they had um a bit of. It seems like it was like their area. There was like they had an estate, and they had their tobacco company. That was essentially where they vibed. Yeah. It was sectioned off for them to vibe in. But by the eighteen seventies, like. Most people who live in the city and get tired of rent prices, yes. they move to New Jersey. <laughs> they, they fall. They started the trends. Damn New Jerseyans. Yes. And so with that, um, you know, they sold off parts of the estate and the farmland of that area. The tobacco company in there was no more. But new things came new in. New things. New yes. things that are now 
things you can actually find in the Bronx. Yes. Yes, like the zoo and the, Bronx the botanical zoo. garden. Yeah. And all all those things. And something that we learned that I thought was very funny was um, Catherine Lorillard Wolf, uh, an heiress of the tobacco she fortune. She was an heiress. An heiress, yes. Um, she auctioned off the sections of farmlands. And then portions of the estate became those the botanical garden and the zoo. Um, but she requested that the main street um, be named after her favorite president, Chester A. Arthur. Hence Arthur Avenue. Which that is like such a mid president to be your favorite. <laughs> but also, I guess in the, in the context of most things, they're all pretty awful people. So I mean, fair, but you know, I don't think I've heard of anything else being named after Chester A. That's, Arthur. He needed that. Even he like, got one thing. Yeah, even I'm pretty sure there are more things named after James Buchanan, who's oh, the yeah. president that basically everyone holds responsible for the Civil War starting. Yeah. 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 Even he got some stuff. So she she felt bad for Chester. Poor Chester. Poor Chester. Um, and then the, the thing about Little Italy, you know, it wasn't always Little Italy. No, it was you not. Because they're you know Italians weren't always there. Yeah. But they started coming as early as the 1850s. Yeah, and um, the it was influenced by um, by yeah Italian culture in yeah in italy and that's why there's so many there, there's a very italian feel to arthur avenue because of especially with the amount of italian food you can find oh there. yeah and we'll talk about that yeah something y'all should know i actually have a personal connection oh hell yeah this is yeah. this is what i'm excited about yeah <laughs> so my mom was originally born in argentina but she spent most of her childhood living in little italy hell that's so cool yeah so i mean i don't have firsthand experience my mom does full disclosure we wanted her on this episode but yeah. she couldn't make the scheduling no unfortunately yeah. she was booked and busy she was doing a different podcast yeah that she know. likes a lot better than ours it's <laughs> probably probably hosted by my little sister yeah. to be honest yeah, she was on that one <laughs> um but yeah and so and your your mother's family is is italian right sort of okay. um my grandfather is Italian. Um, my grandmother is Argentinian, but you know, a lot of Argentinians are basically Italian. Okay. So mostly Italian, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, so she what um if if you're okay comfortable sharing, what years did she grow up in Little Italy? Um, I think it was somewhere between the early to mid nineteen seventies. Okay. So whenever whenever she moved to the US she ended up in the Bronx. Um, and then she stayed there until I think 1984 because she ended up moving to Pelham Bay Parkway, okay. which is another area in the Bronx when she was like 14. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, uh, Selene's mom had texted some ant ant anecdotes yeah. of stories. And Selene, you're, you're going to share some of them? Uh, I am. Let me just okay. pull them on my phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's some small notes that I asked her to um, to send to us. And she texted me when I asked her. She said, can't you reschedule or do a virtual? <laughs> I was like, not really, no. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Oh. Yeah, but I, we'll, we'll have her on another episode. Yeah, we'll have her for Yeah, don't one. worry, Mom. So um, the first thing she texted me, this is a word-for-word -word text. The best bread you could buy on every few blocks. Where they slice it in front of you. Oh, hell yeah. The freshest sopressata 
and dry sausage. Um, so just set this kind of like a, a cold cut. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And she wrote, so the food in essence. My mom's a little like me. A lot of her texts are just like, you know, um, fractured sentences. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so she really liked the food growing up, but then she also added some, some pitfalls to okay. living in Little Italy. She said less positive was the us versus them attitude. And I, you know, I asked her to clarify. Um, and by that, she meant there was this rival rivalry between, you know, the Italians who already lived there and the minorities who were starting to move in there, yeah. such as like the Hispanic and black population. Yeah. And I asked her because, you know, my mom is my mom considers herself mixed race because, you know, she's both Italian and Latin American. And I asked her, which camp did you fall into? And she said, I didn't consider myself an either my schoolmates saw me as Italian, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. I don't, I'm not going to get into um, a complete race, um, con, you know, conversation because yeah. I don't think Rachel and I are the most qualified to get no, into that. No, if you want to hear us talk about race, check out the Harlem episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, no, I, as, um, I, for me as a white person, I'm definitely not the right person to talk about that. But um, that's interesting that that, that that was the dynamic and she felt like she didn't really fall into either camp. Um, did she feel like, like, even though it's one neighborhood where they're different, was it segregated, like, like block? I don't, I mean, she didn't mention that. From what she's told me about her growing up, I don't think it was necessarily that. Okay. But I do know the rivalry around that was actually one of the reasons why my family ended up moving out of little italy yeah because they weren't really part of that but you know with that there was like it, it became what my i mean i wasn't there but it became what my nonno my grandfather considered a, a more violent area oh, okay. and i remember my mom once told me she saw this um when she was a teenager she saw this kid a white kid with a baseball bat like roaming around basically like yelling slurs at people oh my god what? so i can i can see why my my grandparents thought maybe we should move our fairly young children into a different area yeah yeah but nice. it, it's just my, my whole point in this is it's interesting that you know my you know race can be so I don't want to. I don't want to go into that race as a construct mm. type thing. But there is this certain level of well, this is how people perceive you, and that's how yeah. they're going to treat you because of that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Is it still like that now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've come in there as essentially tourists. Yeah. So I, I don't think either of us are qualified to really weigh in on that. That's true. It, maybe for a different episode, we'll yeah. research and then you yeah. know discuss our thoughts <laughs> for, for a well-researched episode. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's really interesting that um that that was the experience that she had. Has she has she gone back recently? Uh, not recently. The last time, the last time we were there was a few years ago and I, that was that was interesting because it ended up being you know my family my uncles um and my cousins and we went to this really nice italian restaurant unfortunately i don't remember the name oh, of it okay. it was really good food and then we traveled to some other places some of them that i showed you so we can talk oh, okay, about those yeah. later and we, yeah we're gonna talk about our experience there soon yeah and um, then and then we got to the car and it turned out someone went into my mom's car and robbed it oh my god yeah um fortunately the only thing in there was my sister's coin purse so we only lost 
$30 and we gained a car light out of it. Oh, interesting. Like we opened the car door and there was just a car light in there. It wasn't our car light. It was a, a little exchange. I a little guess. welcome to the neighborhood. I was very confused, but yeah. that um, happened. Interesting. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like we've gotten a little off topic from yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so there was one thing that we forgot to mention. There is a certain marketplace. Yes. 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 In Little Italy, which we're all, we're going to talk about later because we've been there twice now. Yeah. It's called the Arthur Avenue Retail Market. Yes. And fun fact about that, we didn't know it when we first went in there. We found this out in our research. Um, one of the reasons it was started was because of the influence from the mayor of New York City in the, of the 30s and 40s fiorello laguardia yeah he so how did he go about um influencing that i don't know rachel i yeah, wish i looked into that yeah because i had i have that on our notes that laguardia influenced the creation of the market um i know that like in italy they have a lot of fresh markets on the street and yeah perhaps that was what influenced mayhaps i mean also you know in the 30s and 40s Little Italy, I don't think Little Italy was known for being the Little Italy that we yeah. know it as now. So, you know, you have something to really tie the community in, but also yeah. bring attention to it so it can gain more, you know, funding and just general resources out of it. Yeah. But again, I'm not an economist. I am not a historian. I am a 24-year-old who is currently sitting on an ottoman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we, we try to provide a bit of history, but... Um, I think we've, we've realized people aren't coming here for the history. Yeah. They're coming to hear Rachel banter about jazz. Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, if we were... I think that we're not necessarily taking too much of an academic approach. Um, it's more so of, like, a personal experience approach, and if we want to have, like, a academic type thing we could write some dissertations but you're here to hear us banter you know yeah. as a chat um but is there anything else you wanted to talk about history wise because if not i think that we could maybe take a break right. and transition into our our experience that we had there it's not necessarily history wise okay but yeah. i did want to bring up the um the ferragosto festival this is a festival that's happened every year oh, yeah. in little italy i believe it happens in september um, it thinks thinks San Gennaro. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what it is, but it actually dates back to the Roman times. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. like two thousand years ago. I think the first recorded one was like twenty three BC or something. Cool. So it's a very like old tradition that you know has carried into a completely different continent, which is incredible when you think yeah. about it that way. And obviously, we unfortunately didn't get to go there, but I think yeah. Rachel, we could go there for a different episode. I think that we should. That would be really yeah. fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, We will will eat a lot of cheese and bread. As is our right. As is our right. As Americans. As (laughs) someone who is lactose intolerant. Hell yeah. I have the right to fart on everything in sight. It's, (laughs) who knows what will happen if you don't. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the experiences we had. We went there around. We went there last year. and We also went there for Selene's birthday. Yeah. For her uh, 82nd. Um, my 82nd. But- oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, old woman. <laughs> and I, I just kicked Selene. Oh, <laughs> she broke a bone. She'll be I fine. I've fallen and I can't <laughs> get up. Shush. 
Anyway, we'll be right we'll be back. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're back. Selene, Selene actually, uh, she she went to the Fountain of Youth and now she's young again. I'm 24 again. <sighs> it's a crazy break. Um, but yeah, so in it was April of last, so we're recording this in March. Um, it was April of last year that we went, so it's been about a year. Um, and then we went again for Selene's birthday, which was August. Um, yeah. let's, but, um, let's start off with the April visit. Yes. Yeah. So we went from Harlem to Little Italy and we took Metro North, right? Yeah. So... You know what? I can say this now. So for a while, I didn't want to say specifically where I was living, but um, I actually just moved. I don't live in Harlem anymore. And that's actually going to be our last episode. We're going to talk about what moving in the city is like. But I'm now living in Flatbush, so I I feel more comfortable talking about where I lived. I lived right on 125th Street. Yeah. And 125th Street is a very big transportation hub. So um, the Metro North was maybe three blocks from where I lived, and it was super convenient to get to Little Italy because all we had to do was we would take the Metro North to the Fordham yeah. stop, which was the next stop. Yeah, it was from, one stop. Yeah, yeah it, was it was really one nice. Stop. It was a five-minute ride. And then from the stop, we would walk maybe 10 minutes, and mm. we were on Arthur Avenue. It was It was, it was great. I'm not yeah. going to be able to do that from here, uh, but at least I did when I could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, And... So, so Arthur Avenue had been on my list of things I wanted to do as a transplant in New York. I, I <laughs> Rachel felt, had a list. I do have a, I have a physical list and I, okay. So the first week I was at school, I met, you know, I met a handful of people. One of them was someone who was born and raised in the city. And it and wasn't me. It was not Selene, unfortunately. I no. did not meet Selene until my sophomore year, but, um, yeah. too bad, too bad. I missed out. <laughs> um, and I asked I asked this girl um who she was born and raised I think in like Bay Ridge. I said, "How long do I have to live in New York to be a real New Yorker?" And she said, "5 years." And I was like, "Okay." Well, Rachel, it's been 6 years. I know it's been 6 years. And on my, well, I had a list of things I want to do in New York before it's been 5 years so I can say I'm a real New Yorker, at least like feel like I've experienced as much as possible. And um I like hadn't really done a lot in the Bronx. So I was like, I really, really want to go to Arthur Avenue before it's been five years. And it, it was um five years, September of twenty twenty two. So um we we Selene and I we finally went. Um I was super excited. I had a list of things that I wanted to do there. I was actually my old roommate and I had a plan to like go um spring break of twenty twenty, but you can imagine how that turned out. Um <laughs> uh, so the first thing on my list was full moon pizza, which was a place that I heard had really good pizza and it's like kinda like the avenue, um it definitely has like a start and end point um of where it has all the Italian restaurants and it was towards the start. So we had some amazing pizza i kid you not i think it might be my favorite pizza in the city it was so it was so fresh yeah Um, it's everything you want in a new york slice to be honest yeah um unlike okay so we're gonna compare i just want to compare that slice and like a really good slice i a really um awful slice that i had that i sent selena so the slice of pizza (laughs) i had it was like like a fresh fresh mozzarella like actually fresh like olive oil on it like seasoning and then what did i send you that i had um um last week i don't think you told me i said where where i killed all your ancestors i okay so i saw this on instagram in the lockdown and i was like i want to try this and then the lockdown ended i was like i'm not fucking trying that i saw on instagram um a slice of pizza that had ravioli on it 
and i was like i want it so and then i ordered it like two weeks last weekend and so and selena i i killed all of her italian relatives yeah we went through this banter through text where basically she ended up killing me killing my family and killing um a quarter of the italian population in the tri-state area just from eating that pizza yeah um this was of course banter of course none of that happened and i think all the italians are still alive They're still kicking it yeah i don't think rachel killed anyone i'll get him next time oh god um but yeah so so that was that was an actual abomination that i got from a restaurant somewhere in queens yeah um, i think we were too focused on the banter i didn't actually get your thoughts on it so would you like to explain what it tasted like oh it was nasty okay so not (laughs) not even was it like so okay just to clarify this was not something that i had in little italy in the bronx this was something that i saw on instagram and then three years later had it was somewhere in queens this is queens yeah we're setting up this is the um a bomb this is this is the abomination and then we're going to contrast that to um to a good slice of pizza okay i like that idea. so a bad slice of pizza was the the epitome of this okay so it wasn't even like a good new york slice like the crust was it wasn't chewy but it wasn't like thin it was like in a bad place in the middle the sauce was completely flavorless and then the cheese was just there um so it was a completely flavorless slice and then on top of that you had these like cold i i I got it through Uber Eats, so maybe that's why but like these like cold (laughs) like um i guess not not even al dente like maybe overcooked like slight like slices of ravioli that were um on the pizza it just it tasted nasty it didn't work because the cheese itself was like bland and then you had extra cheese from the ravioli and it just felt like too much of nothing and that is actually that might be the worst slice of pizza i've ever had so can yeah what are your thoughts on that as an italian well, I mean, for me, I've I've had New York pizza. I've also had pizza in Rome, which oh, is yeah, delicious in a different way. Yeah. The thing that I want in a good New York slice is I want bread. It doesn't necessarily have to be thin. Thin mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Um, but it just it, it needs to have some sort of I guess the right I don't know what the right word would be, but sort of a bite to it. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. just taste pure fluff no yeah it's definitely good new york sauce does does have to have like a chew and a bite yeah and it needs to have i mean it doesn't need seasoning seasoning but it needs to taste more than just like nothing exactly yeah yeah so if if if, even if it's just salt or a little bit of char it adds to the it adds to the flavor yeah sauce for me no flavorless sauce can never have that i like my sauce a little sweeter it doesn't necessarily need to be that to be a good Mm. slice it just basil does oh, wonders. Yes, basil. I love basil. As someone who's both Greek and Italian, basil huh. basil is amazing. You basil can't go wrong it. with no, basil. No, you can't go wrong with that. It's it's needed. Yeah. Um, and then this slice of pizza that I had in Little Italy contrast the abomination to the best <laughs> slice. The really it was kind of unique. What do you call the bread that starts with an F? Focaccia. Yeah, it was. So it was a slice of focaccia bread with um, fresh mozzarella, fresh tomatoes, fresh pesto. Um, olive oil and i'm looking at the picture here it looks like there's some like like pepper yeah holy shit that was amazing so that's the difference yeah Yeah. i had a little bit of a bite of that slice um to give you context of what it might taste like it's like the tomato mozzarella sandwich from starbucks oh yeah 
but better. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, what, what Starbucks was trying to recreate. Yes, um, and the Starbucks sandwich is on focaccia bread. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's my favorite part of that sandwich. Hell yeah. Yeah. They got that right. Focaccia is some of my favorite um, bread, but I, I digress. Hell yeah. So now, I guess now I'm like thinking about this in terms of like the like geography of the street, something that's also like towards the entrance. You could say like if you get off um, the Metro North stop and you're walking around arthur avenue when we went for selini's birthday i went we went to a place called casa della mozzarella and i love eating cheese i love eating balls of cheese that's not even a joke she bought balls of cheese both both times yeah i brought i bought well the first time that we went and we well i guess we'll, we'll get to this um I just, I said, hey, can I have a quarter pound of fresh mozzarella? And I just ate it all right there. Yeah. I think I took some lactose pills first. Pro- um, I think you did, yeah. So good. And then I went into this place. It has mozzarella in the in the name. And I was like, do you have mozzarella? And they're like, no, as a joke. And oh, I was, yeah. And I was, and um, because I'm, because I'm on the autism spectrum and I can't read so, uh, sarcasm. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, even though I'm Jewish. <laughs> um, I, those two parts of me are at odds. I'm I was sorry. Like, okay. I just, I when you said I can't read i thought that's where you were ending it oh i also that i also can't read <laughs> nor can i spell um rachel you're not leah michelle it's fine no i am i really she's just like me for real she can't read <laughs> um but i was like do you have mozzarella and they're like no i was like okay i'll leave and they're like no we're kidding and then they gave me two free balls of mozzarella that's so generous true. so kind it was really nice of them and we appreciate that, it so shout out to that place yeah um, it was good i had a taste it was very good mozzarella yeah you also got mozzarella the first time around from the arthur avenue retail market yes yeah, so this place yeah. is so cool i've never seen anything like it reminded me a little bit of reading terminal market in philadelphia but um you go in and it is a market and they have fresh cheese and fresh meat they were rolling cigars yeah La casa grande cigars yeah and and rachel brought up a thing when we were researching um if maybe that had something to do with the fact that there used to be a tobacco factory back in the 1790s yeah I haven't seen anything to suggest that, but it's a fun little Easter egg, at least. It's yeah. like, oh, there were cigars back then, and there are cigars now. Hell yeah. There's also, like, just a random indigenous statue in there. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was not incredibly respectful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was a... just more confused. I'm like, why is that here? Yeah, I I do not understand that. But yeah. but <laughs> other than that, I mean, yeah, there I... was the fresh, there were fe- fresh vegetables, they had yeah. gelato. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Holy shit. If, like, if you're in New York, you have to go there. Like, you have to. Like, like, get on the train, get on the Metro North, like, whichever borough you're in, like, I, I it's it's worth the commute. Even if you, what's, I guess, like, the deep, honestly, like, from where you are, maybe, Selene, is probably, like, the farthest you could possibly be from No, it. Staten Island. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I guess Staten Island has their own Italian food. Well, probably. Staten Island is mostly Italian, yeah. I'm going to be honest. But even if you're, like deep ass in brooklyn or like you're at the southern tip of manhattan or something and you're like super far make it a day trip take all your gal pals yeah take all your boy pals your non-binary pals your gender fluid pals your gender fluid pals take them all get get your ass on the train and then go (laughs) just yours though um and then go go and try all the italian food it's you have to go. It, it, it was like, honestly, yeah. a highlight of um, like one of the one of the things I've Truly. seen here. Oh, um, and, and Rachel, I yeah. I'm looked it up just now how far it would how long it would take by train. Yeah. To get from here 
to the retail market it's an hour and a half oh wow yeah, yeah. that's pretty far um but it, I, honestly, I think it's worth, worth it. it worth it yeah. i don't think i would i would have to like plan it out for a full day trip mm. but i would definitely do it for sure yeah no yeah. definitely worth a day trip and um another thing that we did um another thing we hit was arturzo pastry Artuzo. Artuzo, yes. We had some um, pastries. Yeah, you had a pumpkin cannoli. Yes, I did have a pumpkin yeah. cannoli. It was so good. And I had an Italian-style cheesecake. Yes, and we wanted to get into this debate. So, yeah. so I'll, Selena, I will let, in true debate fashion, I will let you state your case first. Okay, well, first we should explain what the debate okay, is. Okay, yes. So, I believe that Italian-style cheesecake is far superior to new york style cheesecake rachel yeah. thinks the opposite yeah okay so to me italian style cheesecake is very like airy but that's and what i like about I, it i think what i was saying is i like a dense ass cheesecake d-a-c <laughs> dak <laughs> yeah that's a dak that's that, the one I, I i love going to um excuse me do you have any going to a, a bakery do you have any daks what dense ask <laughs> that's uh, a dense um, ass cheesecake de- our uh, audio engineer and, and uh, producer says rachel is right angel you are not italian we thought he might be but he took a dna oh, no. test and he's not he, is he not. has no say absolutely no say okay i wonder like what's the um origin of the difference between those two things um i think it's sort of like Things evolve over time. You know, yeah. think about the uh, difference between an Italian-style pizza and a New York-style pizza. Like, That's it's true. the same concept in yeah. theory, but it's executed yeah. differently. It's That's just true. the techniques and the ingredients. Yeah. That reminds me of something. So I heard... So maybe we could... This would be, like, interesting to discuss. Like, the difference between Italians and then Italian-Americans and Italian-American food mm. versus Italian food. So what I heard is that, like, Italian immigrants came over... And they basically just took all the dishes that they were making and then put meat on them and then sold it. And so that's why, like, (laughs) spaghetti and meatballs, that's a very Italian-American dish. Like, pepperoni pizza, um, stuff like that. I can see that happening. Um, The thing you should know about about Italy in general, at least back, back in the olden days, most Italians came to the U.S. because they weren't doing so well in Italy and they wanted a better life in the U.S. Yeah. So I suppose if you have more access to meat, you're going to want to put it on everything because let's be real, meat's a lot more filling than a vegetable. That is true. No disrespect to vegans, of course. I know yeah. my sister might be listening. But... No disrespect. <laughs> I've tried to be vegan. How did that go? Well, it was also... I'm comfortable being open about this. It was also the same time that I was abusing opioids, so it, like... I oh, wasn't... <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Um, yeah, I was like, ugh, I'm so tired and constipated. Damn you, veganism. It's like, whoa, Rachel, what did you do today? Oh, I also abused drugs. Oh, okay, well, maybe that's oh why you're not God. feeling well. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I've never gone full vegan. Um, uh, I yeah. do try to avoid my... I do try to lower my meat intake yeah. just because... Yeah, it, I mean... There, there are environmental consequences to it, which I'm not going to get into on a podcast about, you know, New York City. Hey. Or maybe I should, but not uh, in this we episode. We can talk about, like, diet and stuff, or at least, like, if, if we're talking about food. I I guess I'm, like, pescatarian now. Okay. Like, when I go... I But my... I think that, like, being a flex... Quote-unquote flexitarian, or, like, if... I think that being flexible is so much easier than doing something super strictly. So I feel like a lot of people, it could be, like, 
oh, I'm going to be vegan. And then like they're out and someone, they eat a slice of pizza and then they're like, oh, all right, I can't do this. And then they don't do it at all. <laughs> I feel like it's so much easier to be like, when I'm buying my own, when I'm buying food for myself, when I'm cooking for myself, I'll do it this way. And yeah, like going out to a restaurant and being at someone's house where they're cooking is a little bit more complicated. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's hard to find vegan options. Yeah. Especially like, when you're in Little Italy and they offer you free jeans. Just true. Yeah. Every place we go, like my family goes to, because my youngest sister is a vegan. Yeah. You know, my mom has to like, uh, usually she looks like ahead of time, but if she hasn't, she has to like go to the waiter and be like, hey, is there any option to make any of this vegan? And yeah. usually, luckily, there is. But oh, that's good. It's hard. It's hard to be a vegan in the city. Yeah. And you would think it would be like, I mean, it's definitely easier than other parts of oh, like of America, like, oh yeah, yeah of the especially US. like the Midwest, where it's like, would you like a pork sandwich? It's like no. <laughs> it's like well, that's it. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. yeah. So that that's that's my vegan talk for the day. Nice, yeah, um, yeah. But like, I I think it's just very interesting because at least for me as someone like who doesn't have any Italian history or Italian background. Right. I, it's interesting. There seems to be like a very distinct difference between Italian Americans and Italians. There is. And, um, yeah, I don't like, okay. If you took someone from Italy and you brought them to little Italy in the Bronx, what do you think their take on everything would be? Um, I don't think you witness. Okay. So for example, I think about how my Greek relatives are. Yeah. And then, you know, I would go to, like, let's say, for example, like, I go to a very touristy Greek-themed place. Like, I once saw this, um, this gyro, sorry, gyro, gyro. gyro restaurant <laughs> in, um, in somewhere in Astoria, which I heard the food's very good, but when you look, they very much capitalize on the fact that it's Greek food and, you know, oh, have, like, yeah. little t-shirts and stuff. I feel like... I feel like it's like that concept of like everything is more marketed towards the thing. That makes sense. So that, you know, it draws in tourism. Now, I don't think Little Italy in the Bronx, at least, yeah. isn't as much of that. You go to Little Italy oh, yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, let's compare and contrast those. Like, what do you oh think is God. the biggest? I, I do not like the Little Italy in Manhattan necessarily dislike it i think it's smaller i think yeah. it's more crowded i do have a soft spot for it because um fun fact editor angel used to live in that area i uh. used to call his apartment the crossroads between little italy and chinatown because you uh. go down one block it'd be little italy you go yeah, down the other block that's it'd a be fun chinatown. Spot, but yeah um so when we first started dating we we ended up would we would hang out in Little Italy a lot. There was this um pizzeria called Monero's that we went to, um, a pastry shop called Ferrara's that we really like. So I have I have good memories associated with it. But if I had to choose one over the other, I would definitely choose um the Bronx, Little Italy for sure. And not just because of my family connection. And also, um, editor Angel wants me to point out that Monero's is still the best pizza. <laughs> Then Retro, which is a uh, Retro Pizza Cafe, is a place in Astoria that we've all been to, and then then the Bronx Pizza. Uh, I I disagree. I disagree. I would say I would I would flip that, yeah, and that's my list. Yeah, I've never been to Monero's. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, the the pizza in the Bronx is some of the best I've had. My my thing with Little Italy in Manhattan is it's very much geared towards tourists. Exactly. Um, and yeah, it's it's so expensive and crap. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about this. 
they just have people on the streets in the little Italy in Manhattan being like, come into our restaurant. But come that's in. A, hang on. That's a very European thing to do. Yeah. Because when I was in Greece, people would yeah. do that a lot. In Italy a little bit too, but I wasn't in Italy for yeah. as long. That's just, I, I guess maybe it's me being like culturally ignorant, but I just find it so annoying, especially like when you're walking around there and they're like, come into our restaurant. It's like, if I wanted to eat at a restaurant, I would, I would go into it. I'm just not hungry right now you know no i fully get that <laughs> oh and also like one thing that's i feel like all the the waiters in the little italy in manhattan always hit on women i have fortunately on never gotten streets. that um i mean usually i'm with angel oh okay. maybe that's why <laughs> yeah i like i went out there like in a big group of like women oh and, that's why <laughs> and they're like ah <laughs> and i was like can i have the pizza <laughs> um yeah also i oh i okay high key this what's the san Gennaro festival the san Gennaro. san Gennaro. salmon Gennaro. i'm so cold salmon named Gennaro. salmon named Gennaro. he goes around little italy giving presents to the children yes that i did not i went to that i did not like that really i went like 2018 i've never been but it is it's very crowded, crowded which is probably why I avoided it. And I was yeah. like, the little Italy in the Bronx, it feels like a neighborhood where people like live. Because and it fall. actually yeah. is. It's so much better. Well, um, when we looked in our research, um, they referred to little Italy in the Bronx as New York's best kept secret. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's Ward's Island, but I think they keep it secret for all the wrong reasons. You know <laughs> what? I think whole other New thing. York's best kept secret is where I'm hiding all the bodies. <laughs> So, oh no, that's Hard Island. Have I told you about Hard Island? Oh. No, what is that? Hard Island is an island in New York City. Um, it's near the Bronx. You can't really access it by car. You'd have to take a boat. Um, it's a potter's field. Oh God. Yeah, that's where they were burying all the uh, bodies they couldn't bury during COVID times. Oh God. So, mass grave. It's a mass grave. Cool. I love that. <laughs> my second. That's my second favorite mass grave next to the Great Wall of China. Rachel, what the? <laughs> I, don't you have a mass grave tier list? No. <laughs> do you? Of course I do. I carry it in my pocket. Angel, do you have one? He shook his head no. Uh, I think it's just you, Rachel. All right. All right. I guess I guess I'm the weird one. <laughs> okay, but before we wrap up, I want to go yeah. over something. Cause, okay, so uh, we have our, our Italian, uh, American, Selene, and then you have me, the abomination maker. I have had some <laughs> abomination ideas for pizza. Okay. I want to hear them. Number one, Alf, um, fettuccine Alfredo pizza. Fun fact, fettuccine yeah. Alfredo. This was told yeah. to me by one of my Italian professors in college. Fettuccine Alfredo is not an actual yeah, Italian it's dish. Super That's, American, yeah. It's Italian-American, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because I think like Alfredo sauce is an American thing, right? I don't know. Full disclosure, I actually don't like it. Um, I actually don't like Alfredo sauce. Oh, why? I don't like most sauces, and Angel oh. makes fun of me for that. Oh. But so what do you put on pasta? <laughs> what? Oh wait, you don't put anything on pasta, I right? Put, I put tomato sauce on oh, pasta. Oh okay. I've tried. I've like you know I don't mind like a butter sauce or like a wine sauce. <laughs> Biggest red flag. <sighs> Apparently, the fact that I don't like most sauces is a red flag. Yeah. So all I'm gonna say to that is, Angel, you like to numb on my face. <laughs> That's the only comeback I That's could think be, of in the moment. That'll be cut. <laughs> that'll be cut. No. That'll be the intro to the episode. Everyone needs.
needs to know. Selini's, the cannibal. No, Selini's, not the cannibal. Selini's face is a delicious sandwich. So I know I'm covered in tomatoes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, and oh well, oh I had another idea. I think I I had this idea as like a joke, and then I there's this there's this place Italian American pizza place by me in, in Bushwick. They should just call it Abomination Central. They, they make they make they made a Caesar salad pizza. This isn't the place we've both no, been to. No, I've never taken you here because I respect you. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> um, they have uh, and they also have a mac and cheese pizza. Okay. Like, what the fuck? I would try the mac and cheese pizza just for the experience because I actually once had a mac and cheese that was pizza flavored. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know i mean i like the idea of oh oh something i've noticed is very popular this is definitely not in a this is definitely not an italian thing it's very much like an italian american forgot your scientists were so busy asking if they could they'd never ask themselves whether or not they should there's some pretty they have this at uh rosella's is the pizza place that's by pace rosella's uh, is pretty good yeah they have this what penne pasta pizza have you seen that I've heard of it. What is that? That's too, see to me that's too much. I mean, you wouldn't see that in Italy. Let's oh, no. be real here. But you know, yeah. they know how to market their stuff. That's the to me. That's like the pinnacle of like Italian American food. It is, but let's be yeah. real here. Let's let's I've say because so. <laughs> Rosella's Pizza is right next to the downtown Pace campus. Yeah, you're a Pace student. I am. You're what? you're coming out of Maria's Tower. Mm-hmm. You might be a little under the influence I of something. Was. Yeah. yeah, you might have the munchies. Uh-huh. You go to Rosella's. You see their advertising, a penne pizza, uh, and yeah, you yeah. know what? You know what? You're under the influence. Brain is gonna say. Fuck yeah. I want yeah. That. Give me some of that. Okay. Can I tell? A, okay. Maybe we can end on this. I, this isn't about Little Italy, but I feel like the whole, th- this is like, our, like, the fun thing is like the anecdotes of, um, okay. So my friend's from Pace, um, she's from upstate New York and her family came down to visit her. It was like her mom, her dad, and her grandma. And, uh, oh, wait. She, I think I know this yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, she took her family out, uh, to, to Rosella's, uh, for pizza. And they were all, I love this story so much. They were all sitting around and her grandma's like, Mmm, this pizza is so good. I love this pizza so much. This is so great. And she's like, Oh, I'm glad you like it. And then on the way, um, on their way back to upstate New York, uh, my friend's grandma tells her her dad, she's like, I didn't actually like the pizza. I was just saying <laughs> Why did she do that? I was just saying that to like make her feel okay. And then I just had this idea of my friend like leaning over, like goes back back home and she like she has a pillow and she like leans over her grandma's bed. She's like, I know you didn't like that pizza. <laughs> and suffocates her or something. What the hell? No, yeah. it was funny up until then. I know you didn't like the pizza. <laughs> Oh I just think God. it's hilarious. The story's just so funny to me that she had to like act like she <laughs> loved it as if my friend's like self-esteem was tied. I mean, I gotta be honest, like, I don't know your friend super well. I mean, yeah. I've met her a few times. Yeah. I don't think she would care that no, much. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> she didn't care at all. It was <laughs> it was just so funny to me. Um It's kind of sweet at least. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. And um, is there anything else you'd like to say about Little Italy in the Bronx? Yeah. Um, other than you should go and visit, I would say it's a place that I guess, I mean, I do have a connection to it. Yeah. And the fact that I've been able to learn more about this connection mm. through, a, through a podcast that I've, you know, my friend and I have created, it's, yeah. it's a great feeling. Yeah. No, that's so, that's so special to like be able to like talk, get 
get uh tied to your roots more like learn more about something yeah that you maybe like wouldn't have looked into um exactly yeah when we were playing around with the idea of having this podcast we decided to do a test run of exploring a neighborhood and that was our april 2022 yeah. visit to little italy oh, that, was, that was like a real highlight for me that yeah. was such a, that was like such a great day that was one of the best days i had that month yeah. i had just moved it was it was a really good time yeah yeah fun times yeah so so new yorkers listening take your friends tell yeah. them to suck it up with the with the, the commute the commute it'll be worth um, it for the food especially if you're a foodie oh, or if yeah. you love italian food just go have your own little food tour it's yeah. amazing yeah we hope the places we recommended uh could be helpful to you but i really i think that'll be if you just if you even if you're just walking around arthur avenue i feel like it'd be really hard to walk into somewhere and come out disappointed so, absolutely yeah thank you so much for listening this yeah. has been queen's kid and the transplant yeah um part of factional media yes uh, thank you to angel moncia for uh audio engineering and producing and producing and thank you to kenison emile for our artwork is there anything else you'd like to say selene um la vita bella life is beautiful yeah. And have a good old day, <laughs> everybody. Day. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. <laughs>